Welcome back. We're in Genesis chapter 18, verse 3. Let's go. All right, I'll start reading from verse 2 because 3 is mid-sentence. So he lifted his eyes and looked, and behold, three men were standing by him. And when he saw them, he ran from the tent door to meet them and bowed himself to the ground and said, My Lord, if I have now found favor in your sight, do not pass by, pass on by your servant. This is Abraham. Jesus and two angels come to him. Abraham has had several conversations with God over the years. God has told him that he was going to have a child with Sarah. And he had already had a child, or at this point already has a child uh, named Ishmael that he had with Hagar. But he has not had any children with Sarah, who is his wife. And God's coming to him, and uh, this is the conversation that we're having. But Jesus doesn't come alone. He comes with two angels. And Abraham recognizes that something special is going on. He recognizes that this is uh, God. And you've got the Christophany and the appearance of Christ before Jesus came incarnate in the flesh, which is what, you know, uh, roughly 2,000 years ago happened. But prior to that, he would have these little cameo appearances, if you will. But he wasn't coming in the flesh. He wasn't residing. He wasn't being born. He wasn't dying. He was just appearing and then... Uh, not appearing. <laughs> and so here we go in verse 3, and it said, My Lord, if I have now found favor in your sight. So he knew that this was Jesus, pre-incarnate, and says, Do not pass on by your servant. So he's requesting of God humbly and uh, lovingly and um, submits himself. Verse 4, it says, and, and notice how he says, Do not pass on by your servant. So what does Abraham see himself as in relation to God? He sees himself as a servant of God, as a servant to God, right? This is a term in our culture that our culture, because of how our culture, our country treated slaves, uh, has a very bad connotation to it. And slavery is definitely bad uh, and should not be accepted in any form. But the word servant here is saying, I am willing to serve you. I am willing to lay down my life for you. I am willing to put your goals, your, uh, I dare to say, needs, wants, desires, etc., but everything about you ahead of my needs, wants, and desires. And that's what God calls us to do. We are here to glorify Him. We are here for a purpose. A lot of people say, well, you know, I'll get around to the God thing when I'm, uh, you know, old and retired. Then I'll have time. Or if I have cancer, then I'll have time in the hospital to reflect on these things. Or, you know, in my next lifetime when I'm reincarnated or if I'm in purgatory or, you know, whatever any of these made-up theories are that you can't prove uh, and have no evidence and have no logic to back them up, people think that. They're like, I'll just get to that. I, I don't have time. I just want to maximize my pleasure and, uh, you know, hedonism uh, in this life. And But God calls us. He's like, this is your Super Bowl. This one life, this is all you get. There's no dress rehearsal. There's no practice. It's just this life. This is it. You're on the whole time. And we're going to see what you do with it. Our goal here is to glorify God. But the majority of people on this planet Earth is to glorify themselves, to idolize themselves, to make people worship them. They want to be rich and famous in Hollywood and New York, whatever it is, politics, so that people will worship them or respect them and then get their name on buildings and be remembered. But that's not what it's about. We are here to serve. So let's remember that. Verse 4, please let a little water be brought and wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree. And 
So hospitality is key in many other parts of the world, way more so than it is in America. And this is true uh, back in those times as well. In America, we've lost our sense of hospitality. Today, we just entertain friends. But we typically are not hospitable to strangers. Would you agree? Right? You're typically not inviting a stranger in off the street and saying, come on in. Let me feed you, clothe you, hang out here. You need some time to stay while you're in Austin. Well, whatever. I'm in Austin. Austin for business for a couple of days or you're passing through or you lost your job. Come on in. Let me help you out. But in many cultures around the world, they do just this. And the culture back then, they're very hospitable. In fact, they would wash their feet, guests' feet in their home. They would oftentimes take it, uh, take off their shoes, uh, but not their hats. And in a lot of homes today, people take off their hats and not their shoes. We actually, in our home, not because of this, we just uh, decided to do it. We had a home that was um, new construction, so there was just always dust everywhere from the trucks and everything. And we had this brown hardwood floor, so we started taking off our shoes because if we wore our shoes in the house, you'd have these white footmarks all over the entire house. It was gross. So we, uh, ever since that, we don't uh, wear shoes in the house, and uh, it's great. But anyways, can you imagine inviting people into your home, taking their shoes and socks off, and washing their feet? Right? Kind of gross. I mean, feet are pretty gross. I don't know if I actually have one friend who just loves feet. Uh, I think feet are pretty dirty and nasty if you ask me but back then and in many cultures today you see this and so Abraham was actually offering to wash the feet of these three people one being God and two being strangers to him who are actually angels Uh, personally I'm glad that we don't have this custom and today in America because I wouldn't want to wash the feet uh, of everybody invited into my house but you know in our culture humility is very difficult to come by and just giving you some history on that. And, and it says, and rest yourselves under the tree. Now notice that word tree, under the tree. The tree provided from shade from the heat of the day, no doubt. But the tree is also symbolic of so much more. Jewish people deemed it a curse to die on a, uh, on a cross, on a tree. And of course, uh, let me restate it. Jewish people deem said it's a curse. If you die on a tree, that's a curse. But what happened to Jesus? He died on a tree. They cut a tree into wooden planks and hung him on it, and he died. So he died from the wood that came from a tree. So the Jewish people actually murdered Jesus on a wooden cross made from a tree, and he who knew no sin became sin for us. Who is that? Jesus. Was he a sinner? No. Are you and I a sinner? Yes. He became sin for us and took the punishment that we deserve. We deserve to be on the cross. We deserve to have all that pain and suffering. But he said, no, I'm going to pay it in full. I'm going to do that for you. I'm going to redeem you. I'm going to ransom you. Uh, I will be your ransom is what he was saying. So remember remember also that Jesus is the tree of life, right? He's living water. He's the bread of life, but he's also the tree of life. And think about back to the garden. Adam and Eve were in the garden. They were expelled from the garden. They ate from the one tree that they weren't supposed to, which is symbolic of saying that their opportunity for sin and evil is there. God didn't create sin. He created the opportunity for uh, evil. He created the opportunity for sin. Satan decided to rebel against God. A third of the host of the angels decided to rebel against God and follow Satan. They were kicked out of heaven, and now he's... 
he and his minions spend their time walking around trying to tempt you and I, and they do a good job of it uh, at times, unfortunately, taking us away from our thoughts, our time, our attention, our energy, our money, taking it away from the things of God and putting them in the things of this world that are going to destroy us. And God said, ah, I'm coming. And he came and he died and he paid the full price. And that's why he said it's finished. We still have to live on this earth. And Satan is the prince of the air. He is the ruler of this world right now. But God holds the key. He holds the title deed and he's going to come back and he's going to collect. Uh, but right now it's like he's paid it in full, like paying for a house. But And he closed on it, but he's doing a lease back. And he's essentially doing a lease back to Satan. One day he's going to take, come and take it all back and we'll have the millennial kingdom and the eternal kingdom. But uh, for right now, this is what it is. So Adam and Eve, once they ate from the tree of uh, knowledge, they could not then eat from the tree of life because then they would have been stuck in that sinful state forever. So God expelled them from the garden so that they couldn't have access to that tree. But in the eternal kingdom, there is going to be this tree, this tree of life, and it's going to straddle this cool river. And Jesus is our tree of life because we are grafted into him, right? The Jewish people and the Gentiles, and this is one of the mysteries that God revealed to us over time, not a Scooby-Doo mystery, just meaning something he hadn't revealed to us, and then he later revealed it to us. And it was that Gentiles and Jewish people would be grafted into the same tree, into the same vine, right? Because Jesus is the vine of life. He is that one. He is that tree of life, and we get grafted into him. So, uh, kind of bringing that term full circle right there. Tree is a, uh, for me, it's a very important term. It's got a lot of uh, actuality throughout uh, scripture. Verse five, and I will bring a morsel of bread that you may refresh your hearts. After that, you may pass by in as much as you have come to your servant. And they said, do as you have said. Verse six, so Abram hurried into the tent to Sarah and said, quickly, make Ready three me- measures of fine meal, knead it and make cakes. And Abram, Abraham ran to the herd, took a tender and good calf, gave it to a young, young man, and he hastened to prepare it. So he took butter and milk and the calf which we, he had prepared and set it before them, and he stood by them under the tree as they ate. So Abraham is not just you know saying, "Hey, do not pass on by your servant," calling himself a servant, not saying, "I'm I, you know I'm willing to serve," but he's actually serving, right? washing feet, making just an, an amazing and coordinating an amazing meal for them. And, uh, right, this is no small uh, gesture, no small feat. Uh, he's having that meal made right then, right there. And he's willing to sacrifice something. Uh, he's sacrificing this calf uh, in honor of God. And uh, tomorrow we'll pick up in verse 9. Lord, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for everything that you do. For anybody out there that's listening to this, Lord, who's got something going on, some trial, something, uh, help them to see you, Lord, and to choose you and to trust you. Help them to, and, and help me and help all of us to know that you are good and you are God and you love us and you have purpose for us. And you're going to put us in these trials. You're going to allow us to go through these trials, Lord, that we may be re- refined, that the junk and the crap may just be pushed away from us, Lord, that we may be refined, that people would see the hands and feet of Jesus when they look at us doing good things, that we would then have the opportunity to tell them about you, Lord. 
Help us to look more and more like you on a daily basis and help that to be so today. In your amazing name, amen. Thank you so much for listening to Daily Verse by Verse. We want you to be prepared in season and out of season to study the whole counsel of God so that you can share with people who Jesus is through your actions so that you have the right to tell them who Jesus is so that they can come to know Jesus or come to know Jesus better. We strongly encourage you to share this message, this podcast on your social media, Facebook, Instagram, message, email someone who you think could benefit from it. It's an easy way for you to go out and witness to the world just by sharing this podcast. We hope you'll join us tomorrow. Have a wonderful day.